KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. This is Ezra Beck. Today's Thursday and another uh, another episode, another shir in our series on Agadot Breshit. The last uh, couple of weeks we've been dealing with the creation of man and there frankly are many more medrashim. It's a very, very rich parak, parakret, the parak of the creation of man. But we're going we're gonna to move on. And uh, today's pasuk, parasha tet, in uh, Bereshit Rabbah begins with the Pasuk Vayar Elokim Metkol Asher Asa Minei Tov Ma'od and there is a long series of Medrashim which we're not going to read them all a long series of Medrashim about Minei Tov Ma'od as you recall on every single day God looked at what He created and it says Tov it was good when God finishes He looks at everything He created and it was Tov Ma'od it was very good the word Ma'od is the, the basis for our discussion today. And what we're going to be talking about, somewhat surprisingly, there are a lot of suggestions in the Medrash. The entire Pasha consists only of Medrashim, about the word, basically, of the word Ma'od. We're going to look at one series, all of which talk about a surprising facet to be the object of the Tov Ma'od. And our topic today is death. We were all taught, I mean, it's, it would appear to be shot in the, uh, the next parak of the Torah, that death entered the world as a result of the sin of Adam Rishon and Chava, the eating of the Eitz Hadat. Our Medrashim today assume that that is not the case. They assume that death is an inherent part of the world. And since I, I find it hard to believe that they're referring only to animal death, obviously humans are, the, are, are, are what God is relating to at the end of the sixth day. So these Medrashim are basically claiming that death is part of creation. It doesn't mean it's not connected to sin. The, the, the majority opinion as expressed in Chazal and Baba Batra and uh, basically codified by the, by the Ramban, the Torah Adam, is that Ein Mita Belochet. There's a connection between sin and death. But as we've already seen, there's also an inherent connection between sin and creation. The world of man is a world which inexorably contains death as well as life. So we're going to ignore the textual question as to how this is related to the sin of Adam HaRishon. We're just going to see what the Medrash says. Parshatet Medrash Hey. B'Torato Rabbi Meir Matsu Katuv. Number of places where the Medrash seems to claim that Rabbi Meir had a Sefer Torah with a number of mistakes. I, 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 the Rabbi Foshim would think that this was literal. I, I think it means that Rabbi Meir used to darshan. He, he would claim that it said this. He would deliberately misread Psukim for the sake of Dush. And in the Sefer Torah Rabbi Meir, this so-called Sefer Torah of Rabbi Meir, Matsu Katuv, they found it said, V'hinei tov ma'od, V'hinei tov mavet. Instead of ma'od, very good, V'hinei tov mavet. And God saw all that He had created and behold, 
death was good. Vinei tov mavet. The ma'od, it's, it's a re-reading, mem mem, instead of alib dalid, vav taf. Similar letters. Rabbi Meir replaced the word ma'od, very good, with the word death. Amar Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachman, rachuv hayiti al ketefal shel zekeni, v'olem me'ilo l'kfar chanan derech beitshan. Shmuel bar Nachman says, I was riding on the shoulders of my grandfather. In other words, I was a little boy. Shmuel bar Nachman is an Amora in Amit Yisrael. When I was very young and riding on the shoulders of my grandfather, it must have been a toddler. And we were going from his city, my grandfather's city, to Kfar Hanan, passing through Beit Shan. And as we passed through Beit Shan, I heard Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Doresh quoting Rabbi Meir. Hinei tov ma'od, hinei tov ma'od. And the Midrash offers no explanation. Rabbi Meir, memories passed down. I was a child and I heard these words. Hinei tov ma'od, hinei tov ma'od. I can't help but wondering, you know, the fact that the story is told. What does the story add? We know that Rabbi Meir said, hinei tov ma'od, hinei tov ma'od. But as we know, whatever the explanation is going to be, and I will offer an explanation as to why death is good, we don't expect children to understand it. As we know, the the apprehension of death, the anticipation of death, and therefore I think the appreciation of death is something that comes late in life. The young, I think it's fair to say, don't even believe that they will die. I mean, they, they know it's true. We all know it's true. I mean, but... But not in our hearts. Young people live as though they were immortal. And I think that's somehow part of the story that Rabbi, Chama, uh, um, Rabbi Shmuel says, I was a little child, so small that I could ride in my grandfather's head, my grandfather's shoulders. And I remember, you can imagine the impression it made on him. He says, I remember. How much does one remember for when he was three years old? I remember this man... Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar saying that Rabbi Meir said, Binei tov ma'od. God said the world was very, exceedingly good. Why? Because of death. Now I will admit that the uh, commentators in my Medrash Rabbah explained the statement of Rabbi Meir rather, eh, I would say, prosaically. Commentary called Vashi. It wasn't written by Vashi. It's merely called Vashi, but it's an ancient commentary on Medrash Rabbah. Says Hinei Tov Maod, Hinei Tov Mavet. Why is as Kohelet said, Yom Hamavet Miyom Hivodo? The day of death is better than the day of birth. The Shuv Enochote. Death is good because after you're dead, you don't do any more sins. I mean, somehow I, I get the point, but I just I just don't believe that's what Rabbi Meir was doing. I don't believe that Rabbi Meir thought that God said it's good that there's death because that will end sin. Now, we, we know, we, we've seen in the past, the Midrashim and the Mordashim, including this parak even, that say that God knows 
men are going to sin and nonetheless created the world. Okay, but that's the whole point. He, God created the world with sin. And are we really claiming that the explanation for that, the, the comfort for the fact that God created the world and discovered there was sin, he said, okay, but it won't be forever. Eventually sin will pass. That doesn't explain why he created the world. It still would have been better to have no world. The answer had to be, as we explained in the past, that somehow sin, despite being bad, is part of the good. So why is death? Why is death good? Yeah, other, another explanation that I see quoted here is, is that uh, death is good because people do tshuva. It reminds people that they should do tshuva. That will be sort of an explanation why all evil is good. Evil in the world is good. Pain, suffering, death is good because it helps keep people out. I don't think that's the pshat. I think if that had been the pshat, it would have said it. I think the fact that it says nothing, no explanation, and the fact that the authors of the Medrash Rabbah didn't state this Medrash directly, but put it somehow as being, wow, these mystical words that appeared in a in a famous Sefer Torah. Or I heard it when I was a little child, like a voice coming from my grandfather's head, from some old man, quoting Rabbi Meir, old and older man. They're trying to say that it's not its not a simple shot. And I think what, what Rabbi Meir was saying is that not death is punishment. Death is punishment is really related to the sin of, of Adam Avisham. Here we're not talking about death as punishment, but death as end. There are two different possible kinds of existence. One is existence which is, yes, eternal, immortal, endless. Your whole life is different if that's the way you live. Were we, it's hard to imagine. So I'm, this is pure speculation on my part and I think I'm going to be made this part. But if we were in fact immortal within the bounds of this world, I believe, and I may have believed, that there is a Lamaba. But within the bounds of this world, as we can see, our lives have an end. You get older and then it's finished. That has a tremendous effect on the way we live, not because we're afraid of being punished, but the fact that you know you have to accomplish the course of time, development, including ending, is, is, is a crucial part of our existence. Mortality, as the most common basis for human existence, is is bound intensely and intimately with the good that we do. Because you know you only have 60, 70, 120 years to do something. Immortal life, at least in this world, immortal life in a body, we can imagine the weariness the endlessness. People who have an infinite amount of time in front of them. Sometimes even people who have just a lot of time in front of them. There's no deadline. So, their lives just fall apart. They're dissolved. And that's what Rabbi Meir really discovered here. Of course, death is bad. It's a failure. Rabbi Meir said failure is crucial. The possibility of failure, even the inevitability of failure, is a crucial part it's what makes the rest of it good. I think that's the explanation of the word tov God didn't say that death is good. God said that death is ma'od. 
In other words, the world is good. The first day is good. The first day is good. The second day is good. The third day is good. The fourth day is good. The fifth day is good. And the sixth day is good. And then there's this one more ingredient which makes the good of all those days really good. Not chas v'shalom, that death is tov ma'od, but the world, kol asher asa v'nei tov ma'od, the world is tov ma'od, the world is very good, but why? The world is very good because you added this little something which is not good in of itself. That is a terrible thing. But death makes everything else good. It makes us make sure that everything else is good. And here the Midrash continues, it could be another opinion. I suspect there's a connection. Rabbi as we've seen once or twice in the past, the Medrash has this habit of saying two people said two things. It means that they're not just different opinions because there are many more opinions than these two that will continue in the Medrash. But these two said the same thing but slightly differently. Those are two different variants on a theme. The difference between them which we should try to understand but also a common ground. Rabbi Chama Barchanin Amar it was appropriate, it was right, that the first man, Adam HaRishon, should not have tasted the taste of death. So why was he, Niknas means penalized, why was he penalized with death? It's inappropriate, he was a great and wonderful individual. We know that he sinned, Medrash is just ignoring that. Why was death decreed for the first man, the creation of God, the pinnacle of the creation of God. God foresaw that there would be a time when the king of Babylonia, the king of Tzor, would make themselves into deities. He gives two examples, they're not the only ones. The Roman Caesars declared themselves to be deities great and powerful individuals at some point decided that they were God. And you were in the garden of God in Eden. He's the king of Tzor in the time of Shlomo HaMelech. Was he in Gan Eden? You were in Eden in the sense that you had a great effect on Eden. Because of you, he who was in Eden, in Gan Eden, died. So, Rabbi Chama Bachanina said that death is the creed on man as an antidote for man or some men's propensity to worship themselves, to make themselves into Avodazara. Now, I, I think what he was saying is that not that Adam Rishon was punished for the sin of Chivan. That doesn't make any sense. But he's saying, it's, it's not even, it says niknasa, it says penalized, but it's not exactly a punishment. Even though it's a worthy punishment. It's an antidote. One man to be immortal 
then man would in fact treat himself as God. He would he would free himself from his dependence. He would imagine he was freeing himself from his dependence on the true God. The difference between God and man is mortality. You know that, that that's such a common idea that that in English and in other languages, mortality means being man, being non-human, being excuse me, non-divine. Mortality means dying. But death means that you're not God. And that's not true. The Midrash believes that a great individual should not have to die. But if you don't die, the danger, some of you, many of you, precisely because you're great, it's not, it's not the simple common folk who turn themselves into God. But the powerful. Nebuchadnezzar was a great man. He was a great, greatly evil man. And Chiva Melech so we don't even think he was an evil man, except that eventually his, his head was turned by his own might and power and wisdom and riches. And he declared himself to be a god. So the antidote to that is to make man be man, to declare yourself God is a terrible failure. So therefore, failure, that's now why I say, that's why I say, Death means failure. I don't think death here in, in, in Rabbi, Rabbi Chamba Bachanina's opinion is death as a punishment for the sin of Chiram and Buchanetzah. But failure has to be part of man's life so that he not get carried away by his own greatness. Because man is great, because man has incredible uh, uh, capabilities, because he's created B'Tselem Elokim, He's created in the image of God, so there needs to be a, a a very clear delineation between the image of God and God. As we've explained, the image of God is imperfection that's perfecting itself. So the imperfection has to be there. And ultimately the imperfection, psychologically, is that you should be aware of the imperfection. The imperfection is that you die. Second opinion. Amal Lo, Rabbi Yeratan. Rabbi Yeratan said to Rabbi Chama Bachanin, I don't understand your opinion. Adam Rishon died because of Chiram and Bukhanetzar. So if that's true, then God should kill the Rishayim who, who, who do worship themselves. They are there, but the Tzadikim shouldn't have to die. So I, I think there's an answer to his question. That's what I said. Death is the human condition to keep humans human. And not pseudo-gods. To keep them as being real, Tzadam Elohim. Tzadam Elohim has to always know that he's not God. But uh, maybe everyone has a point as well. Still, if every time when a person makes a slight move, crosses the line between being like God, making yourself like God, and imagining that you are God, then you should die. That would keep the False gods out of the world. So, Rabbi Yaritan doesn't like Rabbi Chama's explanation. He changes it slightly. Ella, Shelo yuhu harashayim osim teshuva shal ramayut. Veshelo yuhu harashayim omrim klum atzadikim chayim ela shayin misaglin mitzvot umasim tovim af anu nisagel mitzvot umasim tovim nitzayit asiyah shelo lishma. Rabbi Yaritan said, okay, first of all, I accept your opinion. The Rishayim have to die. Because otherwise, 
they would declare themselves deities and, and they would just ruin the whole world. But why did Tzadikim have to die? The answer is because if Rishayim died and Tzadikim didn't, the Rishayim would, would, be, would do tshuva. If you saw that Rishayim died and Tzadikim lived forever, say a thousand years go by, and the Tzadikim are a thousand years old and the Rishayim are dying one after the other, then the Rishayim would do teshuva shel remiyah. They would do deceitful repentance. When translating the words, osim teshuva shel remiyah. Or the next version is that they would asiyah shel olishma. They would do mitzvot. So it says that they would do mitzvot umasim tovim, but for the wrong reason. Not lishma. Not for God's sake. Not for the sake of the good, but only in order to achieve life. In other words, what is Rabbi Yonatan saying about the necessity of death for everybody? He's saying, in this world, you cannot, it's, it's forbidden. God does not allow us to see with our own eyes clearly and directly and incontestably the triumph of good. Logically, good and life go together. Sadiqim don't die. But if the good didn't die, then that equation of good and life would be clear. And if it was clear, then nobody could be bad because no one's going to choose death. In other words, what does Rabbi Yonatan say? He's saying that death is the precondition for Bechirachovshit. Only in a world where there is death can there be free will and free choice. In a world where there is no death, in other words, there's no death for the righteous, of course there's death for the evil, that we already explained. But if there's no death for the righteous, then the whole meaning of free choice is annulled and abolished. And the Rishayim, there wouldn't be any Rishayim, but, but the people who, who, who could have been Rishayim, who would have wanted to be Rishayim, would be Tzadikim Lishma. And it's not true free choice. They're choosing the good because they're choosing life. And everybody chooses life. It's Tshuva Shalrimiyah. doesn't mean that they're Tshuva Shalrimiyah, deceitful repentance. But, but they are actually doing mitzvot. If they're just pretending to do mitzvot, then God would see that they really rishayim. And He would kill them anyhow. No, no, they'll, they'll really do tshuva. But it, that's called tshuva shalimiyah. Amazing expression. If you repent because you want to live, it's tshuva shalimiyah, tshuva shalolishma. Deceitful repentance. And so that there should be true repentance and true tzaddikim, and the possibility of being a true Rasha has to exist. Death allows that to take place. In other words, death is the curtain. It's the cover. It's the veil that prevents us from seeing Olam Haba, from seeing eternal life. If you saw eternal life, then, then there'd be no point in creating the world. Then we would just be Malachim. So God doesn't need that. 
But as we've seen a number of times in the past, and the Madrash is going to say a number of times in the future, we're not going to get to it because this series is going to end soon. But the Madrash continually says, God created a world in which there would be Rishayim v'tzadikim. In which man would have the free choice to be either a Rasha or a Tzadik. And that world is not the true world. For, for, that's true value. That's true repentance. But true value only exists in a false world. It's such a paradoxical idea. In the true world, where you see the truth, you see that God is life and good is life. And that evil is non-existence. So of course there's no free choice. If there's no free choice, there's no true choice. If there's no true choice, there's no true good being created. No true, if you recall the Midrash from two weeks ago, no true emet me'eretz titzmach. No truth growing, rising, bringing itself back to heaven. But only heaven. Everything would be good. So the ultimate condition, God made the world, He made just good things, good things, good things, good things. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, everything was good. And then God had to put in something that's really bad. It's the opposite of good. Death is evil. As the Pasuk says in Pashat Ekev, I place before you life and death good and evil good and bad life is good death is bad but it's a necessary condition for the creation of true good of, of more good of doing good doing good lishma not doing good because that's how you get life. The way one eats. Eating is not an act of good. It's an act of self-preservation. In truth, doing doing the good is also an act of self-preservation. But you're not allowed to see that. You're not allowed to see it with your eyes as, as the way I see the wall in front of me. You have to see it itself because you choose to see it. Because you choose to do good and therefore you know that the good is is life. But if good was life the way penicillin was life, the way food is life, the way oxygen is life, then there wouldn't be any good left. Okay, so I think these two ideas, the argument between Rabbi Hama and Rabbi Yonatan, are explanations of Rabbi Meir. I'm not sure they're the correct explanation of Rabbi Meir. Maybe Rabbi Meir had something else in mind. But I think that they're both indicating where you should look for Rabbi Meir. Why death isn't good because punishing the evil is good. Death is good because otherwise the good can't be good. So Rabbi, Rabbi Chava had an idea which Rabbi Yonatan accused him of saying that it's only good for the evil people not good for the tzaddikim. I think he meant it's good for the tzaddikim as well. Rabbi Chava's idea was that mortality is necessary so that we not be too great. And I don't think it's only a psychological possibility. In order that you have to retain your feeling of mortality in order to constantly strive to be more like God, but not imagine that you are God. So Rabbi Yonatan says to Rabbi Chama, listen, Tzadikim will make that mistake. Tzadikim will strive to be like God, even though they're immortal. And I think Rabbi Chama says, well, maybe yes, maybe no. The greater you are, the closer you become 
the fine dividing line to being perfecting or to be perfection. Therefore, it's important to die. To know that death is part of our life. Rabbi Yonatan has a more general opinion. Death keeps you honest. Death keeps you or death forces you to choose good and not have the good be forced upon you by the exigencies of life. I said something a little bit different when I read Bimeir. I, I got it from them because I saw these two opinions said why is death an ingredient in the stew of life? So I said something a little bit more general. I like to hope that we may have meant what I meant, but it, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm probably not correct. Mortality is good. Because it gives you something to aim for. You aim for the day before you die. You aim to do something, to finish something. Because you can't do it tomorrow, because who knows tomorrow you may be dead. And therefore, we, we, we have to, we have to create, we have to strive and do more good and create something and finish something and leave a lasting, a lasting building, a lasting creation. Because we know that if we don't do it today, who knows if we'll have a chance tomorrow. The, the Midrash is basically finished. I think that we may, what I call a uh, uh, way of looking at it. But in fact, Midrash continues talking about death. And I'll just read to you the, the end of the Midrash so that we can see these opinions as well. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Another pair talking about death and good. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Mipnei Manigzara Mital Ala Rashaim. Why was death decreed for the evil? Death was decreed for the Rishayim, not as a punishment, but because as long as the Rishayim are alive, it, it angers, it annoys, it's painful, so to speak, to God. So they die so that it should stop. In other words, Rishayim die so that there should be less Rasha. So the world can be a better place. When they're dead, they no longer annoy God. Okay, then why was death decreed for Tzadikim? So they can give pleasure to God. When they die, they stop doing it. Why were they decreed that they should die? So Be'ochanan says a different idea. I'll leave it for you to think about the implications. It says death is a a a a reward for the tzaddikim, because when a tzaddik is alive, he lives in a sense of battle. Because being alive, again, the same point we made, being alive is bechirach of shit. It's free will. Free will means that there is a yetsah hara, that there's something to contend with. The possibility of evil is always before you, and in fact, is attractive. And that's a war. They they contest with their inclination, with their evil inclination. So death is rest. The war is over. And that's why Tzadikim die. Found in Iyov, 
but we're familiar with it from the uh, from Zmirat Shabbat. V'sham yegnuchu yegi eichoach, and there in Olam Haba will rest the weary of strength. Dayenu mashayaganu. The tzaddikim say, we've had enough. You can ask a lot of questions about this. Why doesn't God give them more strength? But Rabbi Yochanan says it's good to be good. It's good to contest with evil, and it's, it's you have to have it. You have to have a period where you rest after the war. Death doubles the punishment of the evil and doubles the reward of the righteous. The tzaddikim get a greater reward than Olam Haba because they suffer death which they didn't deserve. Apparently, why did they get the death? Maybe because of the previous reasons. Because the God wanted death to be in the world. For the sake of the Shayim, for other reasons. But it applies to all men, and because it's really undeserved for those tzaddikim, so therefore they get double the reward in Lama For they have accepted. Kiblu alehem tamita. Not that they're, they're being killed. They accepted being part of the human race. And death doubles the punishment of the evil, not because they die, because they're responsible for the death of the tzaddikim. In other words, the Shlach Shminyaka says, death is part of the world because there is some evil in the world. There are some ashayim. And therefore God put death into the world. But because it's a natural order, it applies to everybody. Even the tzaddikim die, although personally they're not worthy of dying. It isn't deserved. But since the world as a whole needs death, and everything in the world is natural, there aren't miracles being performed in the world on a regular basis, so as a natural condition of life, death applies to all. But since it's undeserved, so the tzaddikim will double, because they agree to be part of this world. They get more sakhar, and the Rishayim have to now bear the burden of because of them, even tzaddikim have to die. Okay, I'll leave these last two points of Yochan Rishlakish for you to think about. I, I was more interested, and frankly, I'm more taken. I'm just fascinated by the amazing Midrash that begins with Abimeyev. Binei tov ma'od, hinei tov ma'vet. And with that rather depressing note, we will end today's shiur. We'll be back next week, I believe, if I'm correct. Check the schedule. Next week will be the last week of uh, the regular semester. And therefore, the last week of our Medrashim, so I look for a more optimistic note on which to end. We'll be back next week with another session of Agadot Breshit. And you've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast, broadcast by Mishivat Haritzion here in Alonshvat. Ki Mitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udavar Hashem Yerushalayim. Kol Tov.